This is episode 528 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, September 24th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Ruznez, and today I will be talking about more Shadows Awakening because it's longer than I thought it was. And then I'll also be playing, well, I'll be talking about the time I spent playing Claws of Furry. Because they're little kitties and they're furry. Get it? Because it's you know, like fury, but with an extra R. Because they're very little kids. Oh, son of a bitch. Me. I'm dumb. Uh, and then some movie talk and a little something extra. And that little something extra is coming right here at the top. Attack the Backlog. I've been talking about it for months and months. And I've already mentioned the game that I've been... Uh, planning to do the first episode on that i've already recorded the first episode on and now i've finished editing the video of the first episode which means it is ready to go live and now i have a solid release date for episode one of attack the backlog castlevania symphony of the night and that day my friends is this friday september 28th and on that day the podcast will be live in audio form the Apple feeds and all that may not be live, live, live that day because I didn't put up any kind of test episode just to get the feed up and going. And I'm not sure what the approval period is, like how long it takes for them to just be like, okay, there's audio here. We're good. You have the stuff that tells us if this is mature or not. You're approved. Welcome to the, the Apple store where no one can find anything organically anymore. Uh, and Google Play and all those other things. But the video will be live on Friday for sure, and the RSS feed will be there so you can, if you choose to listen to your podcast that way, it'll it'll be there for you as well. It's about 20 minutes, a little over 20 minutes, and I am very happy with how it came out. The beginning is a bit, not super youtube personality or anything, but it's just like, Welcome to Attack the Backlog, where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to tackle their backlog one game at a time. And on today's episode, I'm going to be covering Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, not that bad, though. <laughs> Maybe I should do the whole episode in that uh, wonderful, wonderful voice. But I'm really happy with how it came out. And the video, there are a few little bits that I'm like, oh, I could change this. I, I wish this was a bit more seamless. But I think I'll just leave it and not try and get too crazy with it. Because overall, I'm pretty happy with how the video came out. And I'm excited for people to see it. And I'm looking forward to hearing what people think about it. Because it is the video I've done with the most editing. Uh, you know, It's not super complicated, just a lot of cutting. But I try to cut in unison with the words coming out of my mouth can you understand the words coming out of my mouth rush hour uh yeah so i try to do that sometimes it would be like oh god i didn't realize i was saying so many things in such a short period of time oh the sewer area and then this area and then this area i'm like oh god this is i don't even feel like i'm giving the people enough time to actually see these areas but hopefully people like the video i'm proud of it as a first attempt at this type of thing and I, i'm just really excited and somewhat nervous to put it out there in the world to see how people react to it how people take it in uh, it's one of the few 
videos, I, like one of the very few videos that I actually care about people watching the video or as opposed to listening to the audio because the majority, the vast, vast, vast majority of people listen to the podcast, this here podcast, and few watch it on YouTube because why would you watch it on YouTube? There's nothing exciting going on. It's just my dumb face. That's not exciting at all. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to put that out there. And the next game, uh, schedule-wise, I'm going to try and shoot for the two-week uh, 14th and 28th of every month uh, schedule. That may be tricky just because I'm still, you know, getting a handle for everything. And I got things in life going on still, but my schedule is a bit more free now than it has been this past month and change. So that'll help. And another issue with that is just the fact that I haven't picked a second game yet. I keep leaning towards just because it keeps just hanging on in my mind. It won't let go. It's just there hanging on for dear life is, and I don't even know the name of it. I can't remember, but, oh no, El Shaddai something of the Metatron or something, something like that. But El Shaddai, I just remember that right now, uh, which is a, I think it's a mixture of 2D and 3D elements. I think there are these like areas where it becomes a 3D action game. And then there are 2D platforming bits. And it's got a very, very beautiful art style. That's what always drew me to it. And I remember people talking about it in previews and then in reviews that the art style is one of the biggest uh, strong points. It's one of the strongest points of the game. And one of the things that probably makes it stand out more than any other aspect of the game. And I think it has like a religious story somewhat um, or religious undertones. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe that'll be next because I, I can't imagine it's too long and I've wanted to play it for a while and so that would be good. Um, I have a lot. I need to compile a list and put it all together and then put it up on the site so people can see all the games that are available and maybe people can make suggestions Maybe I'll do a really stupid thing and be like, oh, for a Patreon uh, amount, you can pick the game I play next. And you can suggest this or that. And you it will be sponsored by you. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I feel so dirty. Uh, but I'm excited for that to finally go up. And yeah, moving on now to what I've actually been playing now. Because I've finished Castlevania Symphony of the Night a long time ago now. It feels like, not yesterday, uh, but like the day before yesterday, if you then subtracted like 30 more days. But Shadows Awakening, I am still playing that, and it is still going. And I thought it was getting close to the end, but it's not seeming that way. And I still like the game quite a bit. I think a lot of the writing is very good. I'm enjoying the story and the characters, but there are parts where it seems a bit padded, environments that are cool to go through and are just very pretty to look at, but feel more empty in terms of story elements and story beats, and maybe I'll have to come back there. I don't know. But there's also a sewer area that has two different parts of it, 
and both parts involve you doing a lot of backtracking which is terrible it basically is okay here's a door now you need to find the switch that opens the door now you go through that open door and there's a switch that opens a different door then you go through that newly opened door and there's another switch and then that opens another door and you're just going back and forth back and forth until you get to the exit in this first area and then you're in another part of the sewer and you're doing the same thing and it's terrible and i hated that uh there are also a few story elements missions that i couldn't pass that were impossible to pass and the game didn't it didn't make it clear why i didn't feel like oh oh i obviously i did i made this decision earlier and that's why i can't do this i had no idea why exactly I couldn't do this, and that was a bit frustrating. I just wish it was a bit more clear as to why these handful of missions, just two at this point, I believe, but why they were just guaranteed failures, what I did wrong or what I could have done differently to uh, have changed that. Um, I wish there was a bit more in, like, you, you collect books that will give you lore and stuff like that, but I wish there was a bit more of, like, a information log or something um but i'm still liking it i I enjoy the combat for what it is i i do still wish there was some kind of dodge or block or roll attack but overall it's a quality action rpg um and i still recommend it but i feel like it, it it wears its welcome a bit it could benefit from some tightening up and and also because I know it encourages multiple playthroughs because the characters have their own little storylines and now knowing how long the game is and that it does drag at multiple points, it makes me less inclined to actually go back to it, especially anytime soon, to uh, see what another one of the main characters' storyline is about and all that and follow through. But, um... I still, I still like it. I think it's a quality thing. And I think it's 40 bucks. Um, and then I played Claws of Furry. Because you're playing as the furry kitties. Remember in the beginning of the show where I was like furry furry and I was losing my mind? Uh, Claws of Furry is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, there's no plane movement. So it's a single plane uh, beat-em-up. Uh, and it looks good. It's got some great character designs that harken back that are, are reminiscent uh, or inspired by the Ninja Turtles and the like, uh, which, you know, of course I'm going to like that. But I don't think the game is all that fun. If you want some easy achievements, it throws them out at you. So it's great for that. I, you know, in the first 10 minutes, I got 200 achievement points. Uh, but. I just find the comment to be very, it's it's very basic, but it also just doesn't feel great when you hit an enemy. It, there's not a good sense of impact. Um, you have a basic attack, an uppercut, a special attack, and like a dodge roll, and a, you know, a jump. Uh, but it just doesn't feel that great. And the levels are incredibly short. The good amount of levels will end up at under a minute or just around a minute and i think there are 50 levels in the game it claims its main mode is a roguelite which this is a game that is really making me 
question how often that term is thrown out because it's, it's not whatever. It's an arcade game where you don't get a continue. There's a, there's a pussycat mode, meow, 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 where you can uh, play through it and continue. You don't have to start from the very beginning. So that that's just quarters mode. And the main mode is no quarters mode. One life and you're dead. It's just an arcade game where you have no quarters. Is that what a roguelite is now? Everything is just a roguelite? I mean, any game can be a game where if you die, you just start from the beginning. If you pl- if you want it to be that way, you can go through Call of Duty. And once you die, you can just choose yourself to go back to the beginning. Uh, and I love roguelites and likes and all that jazz, but... This is getting ridiculous, but yeah, I, I don't really like the way it plays and feels, and I the the sh- the very brief nature of the levels. It's like, oh god, this is like you, there's never any sense of momentum b- building up or anything. The levels just ha- they they begin and then they end, and it's like, oh okay, moving on to the next level. And I also hate the fact that you can't save and quit and return. You can't make like a little save point, even if it's a temporary one. Um, so if you quit out of the game, if you made it through a half hour of the game, I'm not sure how long it is to complete the main mode, but say it takes an hour or 45 minutes and you played a half hour and then you have something else you need to do. Well, if you quit, you're going to have to start from the beginning because there's no way of saving it from there. Uh, and that's really annoying. Um, I just, I wish they could just create a temporary save point and you could return and load that up and continue because for me sometimes I don't have the time to just sit well a lot of times I don't have the time to just sit and play a game for an hour straight without having something else to do here or there and I don't want to leave my Xbox on I I don't know if this game has suspend mode because Shadows Awakening doesn't if you turn off the Xbox uh, at least on the, on Xbox. I don't know how about on other platforms, but turn off the Xbox and load Shadows Awakening up. If you had it running and turn off the Xbox, you're going to have to reload uh, your save, so you better save before doing that. Uh, so if that's not the case, it's even worse. But ultimately, I just don't enjoy playing it. There's also Arena Mode, which is just you inside of a like wrestling uh, ring with a cage around it. And you're fighting hordes of enemies. And it's not great because the combat isn't great. And there are characters in the foreground holding signs. And you can be, uh, you can end up fighting behind the signs and not knowing where your character is. Like it could, it's just a bit of a mess, that whole mode. And it's not fun. And I don't know. It's, it's a disappointment because I like the look of it. And I like these types of games, but. It just it it is done absolutely nothing for me in the I don't know forty five minutes or so I've put into it messing around with pussycat mode the regular mode and arena mode uh, if even that I don't know it might it might have just felt longer than it actually was because I wasn't enjoying it but yeah that's pretty much all I've played other than of course more into the breach which no one wants to hear about. But as I mentioned earlier, I've been watching Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. 
And when I say I've been watching them, I mean I watched both of them and I have finished both of them. And they are both still very, very good. I really enjoyed both of them. I think they they hold up very well. The second one I I still think is an amazing comic book movie. I love the hell out of that one. One of the things I love about both movies, it's especially prevalent in the second, is that the love story between Peter Parker and Mary Jane is a big part of it. And we don't get that from when I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We don't get that in a lot of comic book movies where the love story is a very big part of it. You have it to degrees in the Hulk movies. Uh, I think it's one of the more uh, one movie that is somewhat comparable is Captain America, the first Avenger, but like, the Iron Man movies, Iron Man movies, we have a little bit of it there, but I don't think it's that strongly in there. But like this is so much of it is about that. And I love that about like in in the second movie, when Mary Jane realizes that Perry Barker is Spider-Man, it's still as impactful now as it was the first time I saw it when she sees him and they, they lock eyes. And then it immediately turns to a really cute little funny moment where he runs over to her. Uh, or whatever, web zips over to her, holds the thing up. It's like, hi, this is really heavy. It's a great little moment. Uh, there, there are a lot of great little bits of humor, especially in the second one, where like when he's delivering the pizza, goes in the alleyway, puts on a spider costume, and swings away. And one guy's, huh, hey, he took, he stole that man's pizzas. Or when he's about to get run over on the moped, flips over it. Lands on his feet. And the kid's like, how do you do that? Well, you know, exercise, eat my vegetables. My mom always told me to do that. I just never believed her. The elevator scene, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I only needed the one, et cetera. Uh, and there are moments that are very just... There, there, there are moments where you clearly can see that, oh, this is a Sam Raimi thing. Like in the first movie when Aunt May is praying by her bedside and green goblin just busts in and she's at the deliver us from evil line and he's telling her to say it you know at the evil part and the wind is blowing like crazy and it's just like oh this is so evil dead and there's a very horror vibe to the scene in spider-man 2 where doc ock is on the table and they're trying to surgically remove his arms from him after uh, the the bit where he lost like lost his control at first, whatever um, the incident, and that has got some scary moments, like with the the woman screaming in front of the camera and being pulled away, scratching uh, the flooring and stuff like that. Um, but they're very fun. Uh, the CGI, of course, is dated, but I don't think it takes away from the experience. It's not that distracting um and i just i really like them especially the second one the second one holds up just as well as i thought it did in large part because alfred molina is a fantastic doc Ock, and i'm glad i watched this after playing the game because as great as doc Ock is the performance is in uh, spider-man the video game alfred molina destroys him alfred molina is so good uh, one of the best villains in any comic book movie ever and i think he will always be one of the best uh because he gives such a rounded performance it's a sympathetic villain 
uh, a villain, you can understand the, the reasonings uh, for what he's doing. And in the end, he gets to redeem himself, which is nice. You don't get that often in a lot of these movies. The villain's just the worst of the worst. It's a Nazi or this or that. Um, so it's nice to have that kind of villain in a, in a comic book movie. Um, and I think in the first movie, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin is fun and, and really chews up the scenery at times. Uh, my only issue with him is I hate the mask. The mask is so weird and stupid looking and it makes no sense. But it's not the biggest problem. Uh, so yeah, those are fun to rewatch and fun to uh, be happy with both of them as opposed to returning to the X-Men movies and not being super thrilled about most of them. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that's that's where I'm going to end this episode of this here episode. What? That doesn't make any sense. That's where I'm going to end this episode of this here episode, this podcast, the Pixel Ladies Hostage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my animalist, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. I don't know if you heard that, but I farted. <laughs> I don't think you heard it, but if you did, I farted. What is it? At PX Sausage? That's where I am everywhere? That, that's true. I'm not lying about that. But uh, if you wanted to uh, follow me where I'm not that, you can follow me on PSN where I am the Kush 3. And this side is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, as well as Attack the Backlog, later this week. And also, they're all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check out all of my art over there. You see something you like, you click the little link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of whatever you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, like the podcast and the videos and the art and la di da di da di do you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And so, uh, this is where I end the show and say, bye!